All right, guys, and here we are back again. Uh, VF Gaming presents. Uh, this is Alex. I'm actually going to be co-hosting with someone who is really out of town. She traveled about three, three and a half hours here to come visit me this weekend. Uh, so go ahead and give yourself an introduction. Hi. Um, you didn't say my name. No, I didn't. You said it with hi. <laughs> That's just rude. I'm Devin, um, with an O, since apparently I'm not worthy of an introduction. I would have been here sooner, but I got lost, which I do frequently. So that's something you don't know. <laughs> uh, so today we're not actually going to be focusing on uh, any specific topic in particular, um, just because, I mean, she doesn't really play Diablo 3, she doesn't play Astral Chain, she no. didn't play World of Warcraft. No. <laughs> I hated that game. Yeah, because of me. Because of me. Okay, we didn't have to go there. <laughs> People don't need to know things. Well, that's all they're going to know. Uh, so actually today is just going to kind of be a general, like just a uh, general discussion, um, session here. Um, we're wow, going to try to keep that in editing. Terrible. You know what? No, you know what? Just for that. <laughs> now I'm going to keep that in. I'm going to keep that in there now. No, I'm not taking that out. You should have. You were going to anyway, so don't even act. No, I wasn't going gonna. to. Absolutely not. Yes, you were. I'm way too lazy to, to, to exactly. edit this. <laughs> okay, you, know, you, you listen to my construction constructive criticism and yeah, you're not construction even going criticism. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys i'm in the fucking doghouse tonight so anyway uh we're gonna be covering um just some small topics on a couple of different games um she definitely got more into the assassin's creed than i did i got yes. about two hours into the first game and then decided um well fuck that and just started killing things because why the fuck not because that's not the point of the game. It's totally not the point of the game, but it was it was fun nonetheless. Um, she was also a big Kingdom Hearts fan, and I have 1.5 and 2.5 for the PS3. I am so fucking excited to play 3, but I really don't want to buy a PlayStation 4 just for Kingdom Hearts 3. So we're going to leave that one out there, because that's not quite justifiable for me, because all the games that I have are for the PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation 4 is not backwards compatible. So, fuck that. Um, let's see, what other games did you want to cover? What was that one that you said that... Croc. Yeah, what the fuck? Let's, you know what, let's dive into that one first. Okay. What, what the fuck what is year, a croc? I don't know what year it came out. I played it on my PlayStation 2. It was a 3D platformer of a small little crocodile who got, like, stranded on an island or something. And he solved puzzles. It's puzzle-based. 3D platformer. Alright, well, what of that game do you remember? Um, the little guy was green. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I said all that I remembered. Yeah? 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 Yeah. 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 All right. I played, like, a lot of hours of it, though. It was, I would always switch between that, Sly Cooper, the first one, and Crash Bandicoot. Which Crash Bandicoot? The original? Good choice. Duh. I approve. Okay. Because they have the insane trilogy on the Switch. I know. Sad. And Crash Racing on the I Switch. I, I didn't get to get have that one. Anyway, so that's what... I loved Sly Cooper, though. Sly, I think, was my favorite of the three. I wanted to get a Sly Cooper game, the first one, like when it first came out, and I just never did, you really. Should. I agree. I should have. It was apparently a whole lot of fun for it a was. bunch of the people that played it. Oh, I I think I actually played, um, was it Ratchet and Clink? Or was it, no. Jack and Daxter? That one. That was that one. I liked that one a lot, too. Yeah. Again, I've, I've heard a whole bunch of good stuff about uh, Jack and Daxter, as well as the Ratchet and Clank series. It's that same, well, I don't, I don't, I feel like I did somewhat play, or at least heard about what was uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, but as for, like, Jack and Daxter and uh, Sly Cooper, they're all that same kind of... Um, Animation style, art mm, style. Puzzle mm. RPG business. Gotcha. That's what I really like. That's what I need. I need that, and I need a little bit of combat that's not too hard and not too easy, and then I'm good. Anything beyond that, I don't like first-person shooters. I don't... I mean, I like racing games. Who doesn't like racing games? It's true. I'm surprisingly good at fighting games. I'm still going to kick your ass at Mario Kart. Absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> I'm not that good. I, nev I didn't grow up with the Mario... The Mario Kart series? Business. All of it. Any of it. Gotcha. Really. Yeah. 
Well, the next thing we're going to dive into then, so that I don't get sidetracked talking about uh, speed runs of Ratchet and Clank, because no, they're very popular. Yeah, I'm not into that. I'm not about that life. I am, but that's just me. It's because you're lame. Yeah. Insanely. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's dive into the Assassin's Creed series, because this is really going to get you talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I never really played the original, uh, the first one. With what's-his-face. See, I'm not very good at this name. See, I'm not Ezio? Good at no. Nope. Ezio is who I started with. So that was Assassin's Creed 2, officially. And then Ezio had his own trilogy that was kind of outside of the original line of Assassin's Creed. So then you move on to 3, which was the pirate one, which I did not play. Um, 4 was the revolutionary one, which I also did not play, but that is where they introduced the um, online multiplayer function because up to that point it was not that at all, which I really liked because I never play online personally. Um, and then the next one after that was actually Assassin's Creed Origins, which is I did play that one. That one I actually, um, I platted, I technically platted that one, but the way PlayStation... Um, works with their trophies right with their trophies since i didn't have any of the dlcs and i didn't play through those it didn't look like i platted it but i did get every um available trophy, trophy outside of dlcs game. gotcha yes well let's talk about assassin's creed 2 then the first one that you played Ezio's. yes that was in um italian renaissance okay uh well let's break down a little bit of the the gameplay then uh gameplay we'll talk a little bit about the story the objectives what of it that you remember? Because I know it's been a while. I played it a lot. <laughs> All right then. So, <laughs> well, jump right into it. Take over. I uh okay. So way to put me on the spot. Yep. So it starts. All right. Well, then okay. uh, diving into the game, what was one of the things that you really enjoyed just about the simple style of play? And I'm going to need you to hold this because my cat's trying to get in. <laughs> Kitty needs to come in. Um. Everything about it, I like I said, I really liked the way the um, combat was set up. I felt that um, there was a lot of different styles of play because you got to choose if you were going to use your basically your melee weapon or if you were going to do some kind of um, ranged or even just a sword. Because um, you could do like a staff. Wait, I might be mixing it up with Origin, because in Origin, you get a lot more ability to customize everything. That's really, as far, <laughs> as embarrassing and behind the times as I am, that was actually my first real experience with true, like, builds, like you would talk about for your, um, for different characters. Um, and just where you would, what kind of weapons you would use, what your main weapon would be, and upgrades and that kind of thing and and then it goes into the ability tree which was really, really a really cool function because i hadn't really ever played a whole lot of games with all of that because i get very overwhelmed to be honest and yeah, a lot of the times with a bunch of that customizations it's, it's just too much you know it, it really is um but they did it in such a way that it felt it was not overwhelming because eventually you could it was a small enough tree that you could just get everything if you really wanted to and your ability to get ability points which is how you would buy these abilities for the, like, the, the skills yes skills thank you um you get fairly easily especially if you know what gets you the most points in order to gain more experience. Um, I know, you asked me about Ezio and I started talking about Origins. I really loved Origins. Um, I can tell we'll dive into that one next, don't worry. Yes, so back to Ezio. Um, this is the next step in the series where they start off, um, you're in Abstergo and you're with your new main character, Desmond Miles, and you go into the Animus, and the Animus is what, um, basically the whole premise is, which I didn't even really know this going in, because like I said, I hadn't, uh, played the first one, um, but the premise is, like, this company is, I think, like, training some kind of spies, um, well, it's, it's, it's a war between two factions, uh, yep. but 
going way back to the Templars and the priests. No. What's the word I want? The Brotherhood? It was just what they called it in the first couple hours of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, right, so you have your assassins and you have uh, the Templars. And the Templars are the bad guys. Um, so this Abstergo, this company is literally just the continuation of the Templars so they have gotten this uh, technology to be able to go back into the DNA memory of a person Uh, which actually I think brings up a lot of really cool questions about what and how we are made, which is why I also really liked the game. Because there are theories that say, like, you know, there are some, even we have some, like, kind of hive mind um, mentalities and abilities somewhat, and we do have ancestral memory. And that's really what it just, that it takes, like, a more sci-fi approach to it. Which I really like. Um, so anyway, Desmond and they escape. This chick, blonde chick, helps them escape. She was really annoying in my opinion. <laughs> um, they escape and she throws him in the machine because he needs training and the, they would do this. So they would go into the DNA to get like basically superpowers. I'm really, really like condensing, but it doesn't really matter because I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't. Every time they pull me out of that animus, like, I hate it. I just want to stay. Like, if I could, I would avoid coming out of it as much as I could until, like, the game forced me to. Because it was just, it felt pointless. I didn't want to be there. I don't want to play, you know, whatever. I want to play, I want to do cool shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's that. I don't know if I answered your question. (laughs) <laughs> gameplay styles was the original question um what's what what of the story do you remember most of it and i'm not gonna take up all that time what that's fine you don't have to um sum it up if you can Ezio finds out that his father was working with the assassins templars came and murdered him like publicly because they were super into public executions at the time so Ezio has to go on the run and eventually, like, is going through all his father's paperwork and starts to become an assassin and blah, blah, blah. He finds the blueprints for the iconic um, wrist blade. Oh, the hidden blade? Yes, the hidden blade. Um, in this game, so he, what I really always liked is that once you find the blueprints, or the Hidden Blade, because you don't get it until, like, I think the first third of the game. So you have to spend all that time, like, actually learning how to fight without it, which I always really liked. Um, you bring it to Leonardo fucking Da Vinci, and he's the one who actually makes it again from the blueprints. And he's also the one that deciphers all, like, the, um, like, hidden writing and stuff, because the whole thing is a puzzle, and you have to get all the pieces from all the different parts of the game for the end of the game. Um, but they, uh, once you're, you're supposed, the original Hidden Blade forced you to take off the top part of your ring finger on your left hand, or whatever hand you your opposite, your dominant hand. And, um, but Da Vinci fixed it so you don't have to do that. But they did that because that's where the blade would come out. Yep. That much I remember because... You pop the blade out, and it just comes right up it, through here. Yeah. So, that's just... Not that you can see the hand gesture that I made, but that's fine. Yeah, because, again, <laughs> this is an audible medium. Yeah. No, go ahead. Give me shit. <laughs> what else am I here for? What? It's been a while since we actually hung out. I enjoy your company. So... 
So, what are, what is your opinion of Assassin's Creed 2 in comparison to Origins? Now, granted, I know that they're a good number of years apart. I know that, obviously, like, our gaming systems technology has increased. The graphics has increased. Um, there have been so many games out um, just in between their, uh, the creations of the two games that so much gameplay and style has changed as well. But if you were to... If they were to both be released within roughly the same time frame as opposed to so far apart like they were. In your opinion, which one do you feel would hold up better? So that's a hard question, because I, I really like that Assassin's Creed Origin really kept that open-world feel, um, because you're basically allowed to do anything you want at any given point in time. There is a soft path that you can follow, but they don't force you into but a few key points. And Origin really keeps that. I really like about Origins is that it doesn't force you into the outside world a whole lot. And I did air quotes there in case that wasn't clear. The outside world. Um, the main character of that, however, I found to be a little preachy. I found him to be a little bland in personality. Um, honestly. Um... I liked it when you could play as his wife, but unfortunately you don't get that a whole lot, but she was really cool. Getting to interact and see what they did with Cleopatra was kind of cool, although I don't really agree with how they portrayed her, but they did better than most. Um, she wasn't really your flouncy, floozy, dumb... Typical... You know, whatever damsel in distress or whatever that they try to put yeah. it as um she pretended to be but you could still see that there was a lot of like war real strategy behind it um fighting the elephants was pretty cool so you fight war elephants at one point a couple of points that was those are the hardest fights <laughs> and what's really cool is that for the first little while there's like 15 of these like mega assassins coming after you those ones are a bitch to kill. So when, like, I at one point, even after being, because they level up with you. Okay. Well, they start out at like a level that you can't even touch until you get to a certain level, and then once you're at that level, they're still harder. And even when I was at like max level, or even when I was at, it didn't matter what level I was at, I would still have to do the fight like a couple of times, because they were like that good, which was fun because it was something to look forward to i my gameplay is i am very much the no one can find you out if there's no bodies to find <laughs> method of play i agree with that <laughs> method of play it's very fun it is it is so you know you take out the guards hide the bodies new guards come take those out and eventually you just and then you hide the bodies and that's fun then everyone's dead and it's all clean it's great <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I find really cool is one of the trophies is you can actually, for Origins, I should clarify, um, is you can befriend a lion, and then you have a lion buddy, and he'll attack stuff for you. That's, that's pretty dope. pretty fucking dope. <laughs> it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, no, one of the, uh, one of the trophies in Assassin's Creed 1, kill 100 guards without being killed or spotted. Easily. In a row. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I did that with Origins too, but I think it was a little bit higher. There's also like a certain way that you have to like kill someone while falling and aiming and controlling the bow. Yeah. All right. All right. I can kind of dig that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm really <laughs> proud of my accomplishment. <laughs> that one was tricky. Um, what? Let's give a, a quick comparison of the combat style between two and Origins. Uh, you know, weapons, weapon of it, weapons available, um, just general combat style mm -hmm, combos, mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that. Origins definitely really built on uh, a weapon system and really allowed for a lot more customization. Um, Ezio's trilogy, <clears throat> excuse me, Ezio's trilogy. You know that you were allowed a lot of. Well, you know, you had your hidden blade, you had 
an option for a sword. You can equip so many things on the D-pad. It was like eight different things, right? Because you have, or the, yeah, not the D-pad. <laughs> Whatever. You can equip like a, a certain amount of things. Smoke bombs, you know, uh, sleeping darts, poison darts, those, you know, those kinds of things. Um, you could still do all that with Origins, however, but you had, you always were able to do at least, you could, you could pick what kind, if you were going to do darts, you can do a smoke bomb, and that was always a hit. You could do your main weapon, your backup weapon, a shield, a bow, and you can have all this, like, equipped on you, and it was just, you know, what, whatever you had it on at the moment. Um... You had, of course, a system of, like, uh, uh, basic and moderate and, um, what was the purple? Intermediate? No, it was, like, a, a purple one, and then you got to legendary, and that was gold. And so I just had most of my shit on legendary, of course. All of it. I'm sorry. All of it. <laughs> all my equipment. You know, my horse, I at one point had a, I had a unicorn one time. It was cool. A, uni a unicorn instead of camp. So you start with a camel, a big ass camel, and they're fast, right? And then I got a unicorn. That bitch was the fastest. That was the fastest mount in that game. Was the unicorn, and when it ran, it had a rainbow tail that followed it, like <laughs> like nine cat. God, here we are showing our age again with nine cat. Oh my god, I remember when that motherfucker came out. Ah. <sighs> So cool. They also had a lot of like, you know, you could buy cool stuff. I at, at one point actually won it, but it was like Death's Horse. That, that thing was really, really cool too. It was almost as fast as the unicorn. Oh, sorry. I think, uh, I think Death's Horse trumps a unicorn. Not when the unicorn's faster. I'm, but it, it shouldn't be. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Move on. Don't you have other questions to ask me? <laughs> um, was there anything else in particular that stood out Tombs. with Assassin's Creed? Tombs. Cool thing about Origins is like, is you found a lot of hidden tombs, and that was really cool because that automatically got you ability points once you went through that. You could find a lot of cool stuff, and their their puzzles were pretty deep. Some of them. Some of them are really, really hard to figure out. You have to climb up pyramids and stuff. Slide down pyramids. Um, with Ezio... <laughs> so with Ezio's trilogy, um, I threw a major fit once I started playing 2. Um, because... By the end, by the end of one, I had all the things, I had all the money, I had all the, all the business, every single one of the things, and I went into two, and you start off with all your things, you start off with all your same things in two, and then you lose it all, <laughs> and I <laughs> literally rage quit, and I didn't touch it for about a month, because I was really, really salty about it, and you're all weak and shit, because you're old now, what are you doing? And then you just kind of had to, like, go back and get it all? Or no? You don't get that same shit. You have to get new shit. Hmm. So annoying. I got real salty. <laughs> oh, God, I'm like this fucking stupid dumb bitch. I was so pissed. <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> I like the little controller hand motions you did there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, was there anything else uh, under the Assassin's Creed flag yeah. that you wanted to just quick cover? They did a really good myth, uh, with their mythology. They do really good with their history and their landscapes and like if you play the game enough, you could probably navigate certain portions of land as long as it's like somewhat similar. Like that's how detailed this shit is. Like you could, I could probably get us through Venice if I really wanted to. Rome. So that's where you play a lot as Ezio and 
you do that for three games. Like, yeah, I got a lot of that map. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you can go hang out in the Vatican because <laughs> that's where we want to be. I mean, I'm not going to make that joke because it's a really poor joke to make. So I'm not going to. Um, what other topics, like, is is that it? You want to move on to Kingdom yeah. Hearts? Yeah. All right. So then starting in with Kingdom Hearts, what, how many, have you played any of the six side games? So. Technically seven, because there was a browser-based one between two and three. There was an app on your, there was one on your phone. That was the browser-based one. I played that one. Okay. I was really good at that one. Like, really good. It was me and one other person playing. And we were actually top ten in the game. Online. Look at you and being a nerd. it was just the two of us against, like, teams. And that was the <laughs> only reason they were above us, is because they were in teams and could just dedicate more time. And, yeah, no, I... I was really good at that game. <laughs> I held my own, too. It wasn't the other person. Like, I held my own. Well, then, let's talk about that game, because that's one that I have not ever played, so I have no idea what it's about. I don't know what the combat's like. You I don't know what the story's like. You basically... It's the same kind of story. There's something missing. You're looking for something. Whatever. Kingdom Hearts bullshit. <laughs> Fighting Heartless. You know. It is what it is. And you'd have missions that we, you would have to do levels, you have to defeat a big bad, and you would do that with certain moves, I guess, and, but you got them in, like, buttons, kinda? You got, yeah, thank you, um, I don't even know what they would be called, cause I don't play, I don't, Oh, don't often play games. That was the first and only game I've ever played like that. Um, I couldn't even tell you what it was called, but you got, you earned certain, I keep making a circle hand motion because you would get like these little circle abilities, abilities buttons, buttons, skills, like, like a button, but it had like different characters on them and they, you know, the, if you had different combinations with different swords, different, I'm sorry, different keyblades, you can put them all in the in your keyblade, so they were like gem things that you could put in the keyblade okay. to give it abilities, and then you would be able to use those. And the combinations of and how much you were able to upgrade your keyblades would give you the ability to add more things onto the keyblade, and that would allow you to defeat the big bads. Um, once it, once I realized. I loved that game a lot because it was not pay to win. You did not have to put money into it in order to play it. There wasn't a whole lot of a nonsense waiting when you were playing. You know, it was literally just waiting for the next daily challenge, which anyone... Okay, that's completely fine. I mean, that happens in just about every game, mobile or not, nowadays. There it, are daily challenges, weekly challenges, things like right, that. Right, right. And there's not, that's not the only thing you can do, you know, that's not the only thing you have to do in the yeah. game. So, I loved that about the game. However, there came a point where I would have to just dedicate so much time in order to stay in my spot yep. that I went, you know what? I know where I'm at in this game, and I'm done with it. Because I did not have the time to dedicate it to it. There was a lot more abilities that were coming in. There was a lot more stuff that was coming in. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm over this business. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And I haven't played since. And then I got real into Minesweeper. <laughs> Talk about dating myself. Um, you know, I've never been good at Minesweeper. Oh, I'm so like, good at ever. Minesweeper. Like, I'm fucking terrible. I, I loaded six games in a row and fucked up on the first move six games in a row. Do you know how statistically impossible that is? <laughs> I just want you to think about that for a second. So, I want to show you a picture right now. Even though this is a completely audible medium. I am, in fact, very good at Minesweeper. 
Um, you have a Minesweeper app on your phone. I used though. to. I oh, used to. used to. I, what happened to it? I my phone is a piece of shit, and I had to delete it because I stopped playing with it because I got really good at it, which meant I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just being completely honest. However, my child also really likes to play Minesweeper. They ask me all the time. I'm like, they're like. Can I play the flag game? Like, no. I got rid of it. What do you mean you got rid of it? <laughs> Excuse me. The indignation. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Nope, that's not the one I wanted. I have a couple. This one. I beat this in... So, what he's looking at right now is the max board you can play in Minesweeper, which is a hundred or ninety-nine mines in a That's grid. Ridiculous. And I did that in a not that one. It was a wicked amount of time. I don't know what happened to the other. Picture. You have a picture for it? Yeah, but it was some stupid shit, like less than two minutes or something. Jesus. Yeah. Why did you play that fucking game? 47 seconds? I don't know, like a lot. I played the game a lot. (laughs) It was what I did for it. It kept my attention for a long time, which does not happen with most games. So I just laid it out. That's that's fair. Because I got too good at it. (laughs) (laughs) This is no longer a challenge. Alright, well, then the next thing that we're going to to let some of our listeners know here is that um so i had mentioned in i think my very first episode that i am not a Hoovian and that i'm going to be instructed in the ways oh, Lord. <laughs> um and Devin is actually going to be the one who's going to finally like force me to sit down and just watch doctor who so when she found out that i was not a Hoovian. She was so offended and upset with me. No, I wasn't. I was not. I was not. I was not offended. And I wasn't upset with you. I was surprised and... Why was it surprising? Because it, it w- it's like right up your alley. Like, I don't understand. I tried it with David Tennant. See, here's where just... you're wrong. See, you're wrong. <laughs> everything about what you just said is wrong. Okay, so here, li- listen, 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 Linda. Listen, Linda. I have been, I think it was back in 2009 when it came back. Um, and it came back with the ninth doctor, uh, Christopher Eccleston. I really liked Christopher Eccleston. He was only in it with uh, Billy Piper as his companion uh, for about one season, I think. And then him and he was just being treated like shit on set and quit. Um, in Waltz's David Tennant, Russell T. Davies was still writing at the time. He was, I think, one of my favorite uh, Doctor Who writers. In Waltz's David Tennant, and it's funny because I didn't like him. For like a couple of episodes because I was so salty that they just took my doctor away like <laughs> off the like right off the bat like what is happening right now so I was pretty salty with that um, and then now he's actually my doctor he's my favorite doctor David Tennant Aww. Uh, Tennant the tenth yes yes um, so then it go <laughs> moves on to Matt Smith who I found very childish and audience. Um, Oriented, maybe? No, that's the the exact word I want. Pandering. Okay. Very pandering to the audience. And then it wasn't until he was actually about to leave that he really started developing any kind of real personality. And then once that started happening, I did like him more. Moving on to Peter Capaldi, who wasn't even supposed to be able to happen because in the original old Doctor Who um, the Doctor was only supposed to have 12 regenerations 
David Tennant actually got his own regeneration, actually, at some point in time. There's a whole lot of... We, I can't get into that because I already just spoiled a little <laughs> bit, so we, I can't even get into it really for now. But I do know what I'm talking about, so I don't want people to be like, you don't know... I know what I'm talking about. I know. I'm trying not to spoil a whole bunch. Because you're a Whovian and you want me to actually enjoy this. Yeah, so with Capaldi, I found him even more pandering. Stephen Moffat at the time, because Moffat took over uh, with David Tennant, and he was okay, he was okay, and then his writing was just, just ridiculous. And then he turned the sonic screwdriver into sunglasses with Capaldi, and I just about lost my shit and haven't wa- watched since. Because I just thought that was just too much. It was too much. It does seem excessively Thank lame. You. Exactly. Like, to be honest. Pandering. Because just, just uh, I would have my own pair of sunglasses. Like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to turn my my sonic screwdriver into sunglasses because I would just have my own fucking sunglasses. I, I I don't even know. I honestly, I never even got the explanation as to why they were sunglasses because I saw it and I just turned it off and I went, I'm done. I didn't even finish the episode. It was somewhat to the end of the episode. I think the next episode probably would have described like explained. explained it, but. Fuck that. I didn't even want to know. I didn't even want to hear what piss poor excuse <laughs> it was. Go ahead. Tell me how you really feel about that. I'm really sorry <laughs> about it. Um, now it is a female doctor, which is amazing. Um, I've heard. and I have. Yes. So. The actress in of herself is an amazing one. The writer was I thought the one one of the ones from Broadchurch was a detective show that was with David Tennant as well. Um but I was just talking to someone today and Eric Yes. Eric and I were talking about Doctor Who today and he informed me that they really turned her into a yet again pandering walking message which as much of a feminist as I am I don't agree with because it was it was enough to have a doctor you don't have to just constantly be like oh look it's a female doctor oh look inclusion inclusion and just be like like so outward about it just let her be just let her be a good actor write her something that she can write her as the doctor don't write her as a female doctor write her as the doctor because the actress is good enough that she will be able to make those leaps and inclusions she on her has own. that but you give her nothing like the audiences are giving her such shit and it's not her fault she has shitty writing it's not her fault no i uh i get where you're coming from I definitely understand that. I haven't even seen it, and I've gotten all, like, hot and bothered about it, so I don't even know how that's going to work out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's going to be the one that's making me sit down and watch Doctor Who at some point. Um, she'll also be the one that I'll be doing the Star Wars versus Star Trek thing. Now, mind you, she is a huge fucking Trekkie. Like, huge fucking Trekkie. Okay, okay, it's not like I speak Klingon, though. <laughs> Could I pick it out of a crowd? Yes. Yes. But you grew up watching TNG, as yes. did I. Yes. Um, I don't know how much of the original series that you've watched. All of it. Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I know. Well, and I don't know yeah. how many of the movies that you've seen. Most of them. Have you seen any of the new ones? Most of them. I saw Wrath of Khan. That was the last one I saw. Those are not the new ones. Dear, the new Wrath of Khan. Isn't that what they called it? No. But I know... I meant the new one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't so... mean the <laughs> I was like, what do you mean that's not what it's called? It's, that's yeah. not what it's called. No. <laughs> no I meant the remake um, of Wrath of Khan. I do have the third one here if you wanted to watch it tonight. Okay. Um, I actually have all three of the movies. Of course you do. Of course I do. Benny's in the second one. Benny. Yes. Yes. I was a big fan of Sherlock. Benedict I'm Cucumber. I'm going to get you 
I'm gonna get you into <laughs> Sherlock too. Can't. Why? Tried it. Why? Fucking hate it. Why? I can't stand it. Why? The writing pisses me off. That's fucking Moffat. Stephen fucking Moffat. I can't stand it. Stephen Moffat. I can't. His writing like, was really good in that one. And I've I've tried. His I did. I watched the entire first season and I ah, fucking hated it really? the whole way through. Really? I can't stand it. Why? It's, I don't know what it was about it, but like, I watched the first episode and I was like, I'm not interested. I watched the second, so I have a three episode rule. Yeah. If a show cannot get me hooked by episode three, I don't care. And it's not going to pique my interest at that point on. There's no plot twist. There's no plot device. There's no plot holes. There's no character development that could possibly happen after episode three that will hook my interest enough to keep watching. So I went through the entire first season because all of my friends, all of them, you, all the people down in DeKalb, fucking everybody that I know was like, oh my god, Sherlock is the best, as they're sitting there stroking themselves over Benedict Cumberbatch. And you know what? I was like, alright, I'm gonna give this a shot. So I watched the entire first season, and I was like, this is fucking horseshit, and I don't understand why you people like this. This is garbage. Please do not talk to me about Sherlock. Do not ask me to watch Sherlock. I have tried Sherlock. I'm not going to get back into Sherlock. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Was it my description? (laughs) It's got good actors. The writing isn't horrible. It's just shit. And I don't like it. (laughs) We don't even have time to get into this right now. So apparently she's going to try to convince me on Sherlock now no, at some we're point. we're just not going to talk about it right <laughs> Next episode. Maybe. <laughs> Tell you how wrong you are. Oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, I, I grew up all kinds of Star Trek, all of it, like TNG, the original series, mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. Babylon 5, mm-hmm. Voyager, mm-hmm. Uh, USS Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the Orville which is up on Hulu, which has been recommended yeah. to me. Um, and I haven't seen... What the fuck is the one from CBS? No. The the other newer one? Mm. Mm, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but I haven't seen any of that one either. Uh, I have seen the, the three new movies, the remakes uh, mm-hmm. of the new timeline. Mm-hmm. Apparently they want to do a TV show off of that. Oh, no, that's the Picard one that I was telling you about. Yeah, no, that shit I would watch. Yeah, no, that's in the new timeline, I think. It's either in the new timeline or it's a com- uh, combining of the two timelines. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know how they would do that because, like, Picard does meet Kirk. Spock. Yes. He does not meet no, ever no. meet Kirk because Kurt is dead. The only reason he meets Spock is because he's hella old. Because Vulcans live a hella long time. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Broke my heart. Literally, I, I literally cried. Oh, I yeah. literally no. cried. He was like one of yep. the very nope. only actors that I've cried. Me, both my brothers and my mom, we all fucking cried. Yeah, no, I was a mess. It was terrible. For like a second. He voiced a bad guy in one of the Transformers movies. Yes, he did. He did a really good job at it, but it pissed yeah. me off that they would do that to Leonard Nimoy. Why? Like, not, I mean, people aren't perfect. No, 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 no. I know. It's, it's more the fact that Leonard Nimoy had to voice a bad guy. That's, like, it's it's just yeah, the fact that... he wanted to. No, 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 I know. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm very confused. So, Michael Bay is just a fucking idiot, is essentially True. what I'm getting to. Like, that's, no that's, one's that's, arguing that. It's my whole thing about that. No one's like, arguing that. The first, Transformer, the first Transformers movie with Michael Bay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me stumble over my words. It's fine. First movie? Decent. Take out Megan Fox? Uh, better. Right. All the movies after that? Nope. The only thing I liked about any of the movies after that was where Optimus Prime rips that other guy's face off. That's literally it. That's the only part that I remember, actually. Because that was a really great moment. Yeah, that was in he, uh, 3, Extinction. Yeah, he just grabs his face and rips it off. And it was amazing. See, the first Transformers movie had a whole lot of robot-on-robot robot action. It did. Which it is great. exactly what I was looking That's for. That's what I wanted. That's all I wanted. Movie. Exactly. And then two was just a whole bunch of running around with a little yeah. bit of robot-on-robot robot action. A little bit. And then the third one... Um, <coughs> no, the third one was Dark Side of the Moon. That was the one with Leonard Nimoy. 
that was that one was okay. Because that one also had more robot-on-robot robot action. Exactly. Four was extension. I didn't even watch that one. That was with the dinosaurs. That's what I fucking wanted. I wanted to watch Optimus Prime. I wanted to watch a giant space robot yeah. on top of a giant dinosaur space robot. Yeah. Wielding a giant space robot sword. sword yeah. Beating the shit out of other space other robots. space robots. And you know what I got? Nothing. Ten minutes of that. Yeah. No. See, that's why I didn't Like that whole fight time. in the forest that they showed in all of their previews? Yeah. That was all all. of the. That that's it. it. That was it. All of their previews covered that entire fight. And that made me really mad when I, I watched it. That's why I didn't waste my time. I you want to know what gets... What, what gets your goat? I could top this. Because the fifth one, The Last Night... Oh, is that what that was called? Yeah. Didn't even bother... Good. Don't. Be- Optimus Prime kills humans. What the fuck is that shit? Literally declares open warfare on Earth before he gets corrupted and taken over. Why? Because humans are bad. Well, I mean, no one's arguing that. We've been here for, like, ten years now. You still won't save us and help us. We're just gonna blow your shit up now. Alright. I can kind of get behind that logic. I mean, I can too, but, like, that's it's Optimus fucking Prime. Oh, like, he would never do that. America. No, it's not even that. Most of, most of the children in our generation in particular grew up watching the animated Transformers mm-hmm. cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I for a lot of us, without uh, for a lot of us with absent fathers or shitty fathers, like Optimus Prime was kind of the daddy guy to be. Like okay. he was fucking awesome, and he he was able to instill a lot of morals and a lot of the good judgment, and like he brought a lot of really great messages. And then it's just Michael Bay going, "Nope, fuck this. We're just gonna blow up the planet." He got real salty about something. Yeah, yeah, he did. He got real salty about people hating him for the Transformers movies. Fair enough. Did you also know that Michael Bay, who directed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, was originally denied the title Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as the rights to the movie, so you know what he did? He looked the the owners of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right in the face and said, okay, I'll just change the names and call it Teenage Mutant Ninja Aliens. But everyone would have seen that and been like, this is not it, because that, those movies were shit. They were. They were absolute garbage. They were absolute and the CGI garbage. looked like fucking shit. It was terrifying. It was. And not in a good way. No. It was bad terrifying. It was bad terrifying. Like, it was B movie bad terrifying. If that. Have you seen any bad B movies? So many. Have you seen Bad Meat? No. It's so bad. Like. Have you seen The Greasy Strangler? The what? That's a. What? That's a thing. That's a thing? That's a thing. What? The? Greasy Strangler. You're welcome. Bad meat. It's so bad that it's still bad. <laughs> yeah. At one point, there are <coughs> zombies. There, There is a female zombie that pegs a male zombie. Nice. Not really, because then they start throwing up all over each other. Nice. I can't even describe to you this movie. <laughs> Cannot, will not, no. You also get to watch uh, a couple of teenagers pump each other's stomachs with uh, a hose. How fun. Yeah. Sounds like a right old good time. Yeah, no, it was, it was, oh my god, I can't believe I got forced to watch that movie. It was so fucking bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like, I'm never doing that again. I'm not even going to make you watch that movie. Nice. No. Nice. Because I'm not going to watch that movie. Fair enough. <laughs> Ah, yes. So, back to the original Star Trek versus Star Wars that we got sidetracked for about uh, ten minutes. So you're a Trekkie. Mm. Like, through and through. Yes. I grew up with that, but I'm definitely a little bit more Star Wars based than you. Well, see, here's the thing. It's like, I grew (laughs) The reason I am a Trekkie is also the reason that I have such interesting feelings about Star Wars... Because I did grow up watching all the Star Wars movies. He was... My father was a huge nerd. I watched Trek. I watched Wars. I watched it all. I remember seeing the next trilogy in the theaters. I think I tried to get you to go with me to go see Revenge of the Sith. So, when I saw (laughs) Disney buy it out that is when I disconnected myself 
from anything new Star Wars because that's just the type of person I am. I did give it, I did give the first one a chance. Was that the one that was basically A New Hope or was it the second one? It was the one that was basically A New Hope. Yeah. So I went, this is a remake. Fuck all of this. And I didn't want anything more to do with it. Because it was nothing more than a cash grab. Do you know that J.J. Abrams was the one that directed that one? Yeah. Do you know he was also the one that redid the new Star Trek movies? Yeah. I didn't bother watching the third one. The only reason I watched the second one was, was be because Khan. No, it was because I happened to be in a place where it was playing, and it was either watch that or dick around on my phone. I did a little of both. Fair enough. The first one I wanted to see because fuck yeah, Star Trek. Let me see what you got, and I went, all right. The second one was better than the first. Yes. But the third one's not better than the second one. Right. So I'm just like, hmm. I didn't. I haven't watched the new series. It's it, it's never going to be next gen. I will give the Picard series a chance, but it's not going to be next gen. And next gen, other than Voyager, Voyager, I'll give it to Voyager. I will never take that from Captain Janeway. But they had some phenomenal fucking writing for Voyager. Oh my okay, god. Okay, you know what? These movies aren't going to be Voyager, and Voyager was the last reincarnation or continuation of Star Trek that was, I to me, Star Trek. That was, that embodied what Star Trek was supposed to be. And every other remake, reboot, continuation has turned it into a space war movie. This is not Star Wars. It's Star Trek. And... That's just how I feel about it. That's totally fair. It's totally fair. I feel like we're going to have to dedicate an entire episode yeah, to Star Wars versus yeah, Star Trek. This has been a nice introduction, <laughs> but we're almost at an hour now, and this could easily go on another hour. So, you want to yes. do a wrap up, dear? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again uh, for coming up here to, Thanks, to help co-host Evan. It's been a pleasure. We'll definitely oh. try to get a couple more episodes in later on. And uh, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, and you have a great rest of your day. Bye.